When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you. <laughs> Amazing. In some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. If you're a firearms enthusiast like I am, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. This is a veteran-owned and operated gun manufacturer, Bear Creek Arsenal, that is, based in Sanford, North Carolina. They make high-quality firearms at an incredible value. Learn more about Bear Creek Arsenal at bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. One more time, bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck and promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in everybody. Monday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show kicks off right now. We've got a lot to speak to you about because, well, it's Monday and a lot of things come in over the weekend and it is a busy news cycle, that's for sure. We have Gavin Newsom, Clay's best friend. Oh, yeah. They were they were drinking wine up in the Finger Lakes, I heard from a person who was lying <laughs> over the weekend. Gavin Newsom uh, says that businesses are leaving downtown San Francisco in droves because of macroeconomic shifts. Okay, sure. We have two spectacular verbal flubs. Uh, one, actually several from Joe Biden. And then also, uh, Clay later on will we'll try to walk you through the the minefield that is Fetterman's mind, and that will be later on. Y- you've just remember they told us he's going to get better; it's going to be fine. There is no evidence that it is getting better at all. In fact, the evidence is that Fetterman is just as incapable and as uh, lacking in cognition as he was before Democrats foisted him on the people of Pennsylvania and the United States Senate. This one um, got my attention. Grocery store owners in New York City are upset, I would say, understandably, because the city council is thinking about a ban on using facial recognition technology to stop shoplifting. So whenever I tell you the Democrats don't want the crime to stop, I mean that Democrats don't want the crime to stop. They are unwilling to enforce the laws. They're unwilling to do what's necessary uh, also, tragedy in the uh, environs of Chicago, outside Chicago a little bit. 20 people were shot at a single Juneteenth celebration in the street. 20 people were shot at one. I mean, a, a, a absolutely appalling number. We're, Democrats were not on CNN, not on MSNBC. No discussion of it this morning on Morning Joe We'll discuss it, though, and that's something else that Clay and I both find really interesting. Uh, I rarely have time for other people's content here because we are very busy making our own every day and bringing you the best show we can. But I did tune in a little bit to the Joe Rogan RFK Jr. interview. I will say RFK Jr. does come across very well in it. Clay, we've got to get him. I've said this. We'll get him back on this show. I want to talk to him. Um, about some things beyond uh, even COVID. And COVID is just going to be a high-five session. He's right on COVID. I've said that all along. I want to talk about some other things. But Rogan and RFK Jr. had a really interesting sit-down on that show. 
that precipitated a Twitter spat with among the most ardent Fauci disciples, Professor Peter Hotez, MD, PhD, who was one of these guys who was always, you know, you got a double mask and the vaccines are going to save you. If you don't get them, you're going to die. And it was one of these lunatics on Twitter. Well, um, Rogan's called him out and said, why don't you debate? Because Hotez is sharing pieces saying that RFK Jr. is putting out disinformation, which is a big charge when you're talking about vaccines and how it affects pregnant women and children. And, you know, that, that's to say it's disinformation. I think people have become numb to this. It's really a, a horrible thing. It's a slander if it's untrue. So will there be a throwdown on that Rogan program? And, Clay, I also think we should continue to look for ways to bring bring debate here onto the program when appropriate and possible. And we can discuss more what that looks like. We'll we'll get. I think we'll probably hit that, you know, in the second hour of the program, maybe later this hour. But first off, seventy-one percent of Americans, half of Democrats, say Biden is too old to be president, and and a majority of voters say they are worse off since he became president. Clay. The numbers are starting to get scary for the Democrat side here. What's going on? Dementia Joe is taking on water in a big way. And I, I looked at two different polls that came out this weekend, Buck. Um, Biden was down six in a Harvard-Harris poll. Never, to my knowledge, and one of you can correct me if 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 I'm wrong, and I understand that there is apprehension about polls in general and everything else. But, okay, let me just share the, what these polls are saying. They have Joe Biden down six at Harvard-Harris. And one that just came out today from Rasmussen, now it tends to be a favorable, little bit right-leaning Rasmussen does poll collection. But they also have Trump up six. And I don't recall any time in the entire 2020 presidential election, Buck, that anybody had polls with Donald Trump having a six-point lead on Joe Biden. Now, I understand, again, some people don't trust polls. And I also understand we're sitting here at mid to late June, the year before a presidential election, and there is a lot of moving parts. But I would submit to all of you out there that Biden and Trump are known quantities to the nation at this point. It's not as if one of them is sort of the surging upstart candidate and people are just learning who they are. I think that Joe Biden is taking on immense amounts of water. And, Buck, it's impossible to ignore every single time that he speaks now. He has no idea how to leave the stage. Do we have the God Save the Queen craziness from Friday where Joe Biden is addressing gun violence and not making any sense about that. But inexplicably, he decides to end his address by saying, God save the queen, man. I believe we have that audio. Yeah, cut, cut to, to. Cut to, to play it. All right. God save the queen, man. Okay, Buck, what? And then obviously the, the president's music comes on. But first of all, the queen is dead. So uh, God rest her soul. Queen Elizabeth is no longer here. So even that is a weird thing to say. But I was reading in Axios, Buck. They tried to talk to Biden staffers and say, what in the world did he mean by this? And none of them could explain at all why he decided to say that. And this comes on the heels of him falling down uh, on the stage at the Air Force Academy graduation and of his continued brain lapses when he's just trying to have normal sort of conversations. Buck, when you saw this, what did you think? I mean, it, it, it ties into me. Remember at the end of the State of the Union where he finished and he said, go get him. And he keeps having these strange interjections at the end of all of these different speeches. And most of them are off teleprompter, so when he goes off script, to the extent he can even read off the, off the script now, it just further elucidates so, a dementia-laden aspect of his personality at this point. This is why I've been saying all along, you know, there's so much, there, there's some people get really deep into the, um, they get nasty on the, on the, in the Republican primary because they think they know the future, because they think they know who, and I sit here and I go, no one knows anything right now about how this is going to shake out. We are learning as we go. You know, there's a very strong case to be made that 
um, Biden's not even going to be on the ballot in Iowa or New Hampshire, right? Yeah. And you say, wait, hold, hold on a second. How, how is that even possible? RFK Jr. may end up winning. I mean, what, what happens if you start to see some craziness with that, right? I, I think it's a fantastic question, Buck. Like if RFK Jr. wins Iowa and wins New Hampshire, and you mentioned, my wife rarely comes to me and talks about anything that I haven't seen. She said, hey, I listened to RFK Jr. when you guys had him on as a guest on your program, and I she was interested enough to seek him out on Joe Rogan and go listen to the entire interview. And she said, you know what? I really like him. Like, compared to Biden, he's like a, a ray of sunshine, maybe even a whole rainbow. Yeah, look, I, I come from a perspective of having been uh, – avowedly and deeply right-wing since I'd say I was about 15 years old. So anyone who is a lifetime person of the left, I'm always very skeptical. I, I come at this like, okay, hold on a second. I will say that on the merits of the Rogan interview in particular, and also, now what he said on this show about COVID, yeah, we knew that that was going to be uh, he agrees with all of us. Amen people course. who didn't hear yes. that interview, he agrees with all of us about COVID. Yeah. And one other thing I'd add, Buck, is he's right on this women in sports thing. He's the only Democrat mm-hmm. that's like, yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, he's actually racking up some of those areas where you say the people who are not fully brainwashed, the yes. people who have not just given themselves over to the hive mind entirely left of center are saying, well, hold on, this guy's more reasonable than the... the, the it isn't fascinating, the Biden position... Biden is a total Trojan horse for the left, exactly as we said all along. Biden is giving speeches, basically, about how, you know, we need gender-affirming care for 12-year-olds. Old man Biden supports gender mutilation of kids, okay? For anyone who thought this guy was a moderate, that's a total lie. We knew it was a lie. Um, RFK Jr. is still a Democrat. I want to push him on some of the issues. I want to ask him, you know, where he... He was excellent on immigration when I heard him at the border, too. So all I can go on is what the guy is saying now what he's telling us he believes and would push for but you know i'd want to ask him about a whole a whole range of issues criminal justice i haven't heard him as he said anything on criminal justice i'd want to everyone knows that's a big issue for me something i focus on a lot but clay i mean just so i i know i almost i feel like people might have thought i was going off the rails of the crazy train there for a second this was from last month in politico okay which is a democrat political you know hack situation it's it's a it's a rag for the democrats top democrats are scrambling for ways to avoid a catastrophe in new hampshire in which joe biden may not appear on the primary ballot seating the first unofficial contest of 2024 to a fringe candidate the bizarre predict uh, bizarre predicament is one of the president's own making after he pushed for changes to the party's presidential nominating calendar that stripped the granite state of its first in the nation primary The move was designed to reward South Carolina, which catapulted Biden in 2020. But there's a state law requiring New Hampshire's contest be held a week before any others. So it is not crazy as we see here. And you're talking about old man Joe that you could. And when we're talking fringe candidate, RFK Jr. is getting what, 25, 30 percent of the vote right now in some of the polls. That's pretty big fringe candidate. And also think about how much attention, Buck, he would get if Biden's not on the ballot and he wins Iowa and New Hampshire. And I think it's important. You said it. Uh, we come back. I want to kind of build on what you're saying about Biden as a far left Trojan horse candidate, because Biden actually is on the wrong side of many of these issues for Democrats, not certainly mm-hmm. not considering the whole country, but like the trans issue in particular. And we come back. Let's talk about what's going on there. Just throw and out RFK there? Jr. speaking truth. Uh, look, Iowa Democrats are also like blank you, buddy. We're, we're you know, we have a system. The system yep. means we're supposed to go and we're supposed to go. You just want to jump ahead to South Carolina. Iowa Democrats may not play that game, my friend. So we could have two primaries that Biden loses And then it feels like all bets are off. But anyway, we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. It's important. Yeah. I mean, look, I think that uh, it's also important that you take care of your body. And you got a lot of pain these days. If you're going through the workouts, maybe you got pain walking up the stairs. If you're like me, the shoulders, my shoulders are just kind of a mess. So whatever it is, exercise, day-to-day life, just trying to get after it can create some soreness. But thanks to our friends at Relief Factor, 
And they've been very supportive of the show. I mean, Relief Factor, remember, they were a sponsor with Rush for years. So this is a company that really believes in what we're all doing here. Uh, Relief Factor supplements are amazing. I'm taking them three times a day. It reduces my inflammation, which is the cause of my pain. Allows me to work out more regularly and without the pain that comes with it. If you've got pain from exercise or just from, you know, aging, as we all do, give Relief Factor a chance. Relief Factor is a 100% drug-free product made with just four natural ingredients. Created by doctors and perfected and backed by over 15 years of scientific research. Whatever part of your body is experiencing some pain, shoulders, back, knees, you name it, Relief Factor could be your answer. Join the more than 1 million people who have purchased Relief Factor's Quick Start product. Order the three-week Quick Start for only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Either way, get the 1995 three-week quick start developed for you. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. From the front lines of truth, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C L A Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you. Hope you're having a fantastic Monday, wherever you may be, across this great country or this great land. Encourage you to go download the iHeartRadio app. You can listen to us anywhere. 
It is close to summer vacation season, if it isn't already. Many of you out there with the kids and the grandkids will be traveling all over the place. You can also download the podcast. I am up in Oneonta, New York. It's beautiful up here in this time of year, not far from Cooperstown, New York. I'm going to be ducking out to go watch the Little League knockout stage. I've been up here for the weekend. Buck, I spent Father's Day. It was awesome. Uh, went to the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. I had never been before. Heard about Cooperstown, New York, and the Baseball Hall of Fame my entire life. I thought it. I took my eight-year-old. Uh, he loved it. They did a great job of integrating uh, all the different eras of baseball for so many different ages to enjoy. The thing that he loved the most was all of the YouTube highlights, basically. They have these big screens where you can pick all these moments. I don't even know if you remember this, Buck. Do you remember when Bo Jackson ran up the wall in center field in Kansas City? That is a moment for many of us who are you know, late 80s, early 90s era uh, kids growing up. That was one of the viral videos of the day. Ball bouncing off mm-hmm. Jose Canseco's head and going out for a home run like these these moments. So anyway, I was able to share some of those with him and be like, hey, this happened when dad was eight or ten, like your age. I would encourage you, if you get an opportunity to go, it was great. The kids loved it. I mean, I am an American. I watched the sports until about ten years ago. So anything anything that's Bo Jackson, Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, even that cartoon that used to run on Saturday mornings, if you remember that, I think it was Oh yeah. You know, I, I, but I used to watch uh, the the various professional leagues, so I, I remember this. And you know, that's when people just thought sports was a great all American pastime we could all enjoy together. Before the wokeness came, before the virus destroyed uh, much of what brings sports together, still fighting for that to get back to normalcy at Outkick. But I thought it was good. Not a woke, uh, you know, world inside of the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Really enjoyed it. It was fun. People have been fantastic up here. Lots of listeners. Uh, I've met them everywhere. All right. Opposite of that, and I hope all of you had fabulous Father's Day uh, weekends. I hope you had a great time and uh, spent some time with your you uh, your loved ones, your family, your kids, your grandkids. Okay. We have been talking about dementia, Joe. Joe Biden down six points, according to Rasmussen and the Harvard-Harris polls that came out over the past 48 hours or so. Uh, biggest lead that we've seen Trump have in any polls. There's nervousness. RFK Jr. under siege. Flip side to all of this, Buck. They elected John Fetterman, and everything that we're talking about with Joe Biden's incompetence, it may not matter because tribe, loyalty, affiliation to the Democrat Party is such that it doesn't even matter who the nominee is. I just want to play a couple of audio because I know it was busy over the weekend. People may have missed it. I thought Sharon, who just called in, by the way, to finish off the hour, had a good point. And this is why I'm always thinking about there's a lot of people out there who are going to vote next year that are not paying attention to the daily craziness of the Joe Biden era, right? They're busy with their kids. They're running around and they're going to decide crazily in October of next year who they like. Well, this also goes to there's the primary voter on both sides, right? They're the people that are energized from the beginning. Yeah. You know, we have everybody listening to this show from, you know, Senate and House staffers and in some cases representatives to grassroots activists, people that are doing, you know, uh, you know, voter voter turnout operations across the country. That's great. We love them. I mean, that's like the foundation of trying to get the Republican Party to where it needs to be. Um, but the people that are going to finally make the the end stage decision about which party wins, it's going to be people who are like, eh, I like the economy. I'm going to go with this guy. <laughs> that's kind of, you know, that's what it ends up. This is this is the uh, the swing voter, the elusive swing voter, like a snow leopard, hard to find in the wild. Um, and they're the ones that are going to make the determinations in Arizona. Actually, it's a little different in Arizona. But in Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. So, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Big 10 voters. Uh, All right. So, and if you're out there and you say, okay, the media lied to us and said John Fetterman's going to be okay. Yeah, he might not be able to speak now. He's going to get better. He got sworn in January, immediately got checked into the hospital for months, uh, now says he's better, showed up at a Senate hearing. This was Friday, Buck, right after we went off the air Here is John Fetterman talking about, for those of you who are in the Philadelphia area or travel on I-95, 
a part of that interstate collapsed in the Philadelphia area, area, and John Fetterman was asked to opine upon it in a Senate hearing. This is real. This is from Friday. This is John Fetterman trying to talk about I-95. Listen. The uh, tragic uh, accident in on uh, I-95, and if you want to make any comments with respect to that, feel feel free. You're recognized. Uh, no, I, I, I uh, would, would, would just um, really like to, you know, the 95, 95, 95, you know, um, you know, obviously that, you know, you're pretty much preoccupied with the with 95, and I, I certainly am too, and we know it's a major uh, eatery, not, not just for, for Pennsylvania, but for the East, the East Coast. And a lot of Pennsylvanians are worried that the delays and repairs bring to its standstill deal. Okay, Buck, I mean, this is unacceptable, frankly. And we said this in during the election season. If you are a senator, your job is to communicate. If you had a broken leg, you couldn't go out and play quarterback. And people would say, if you put a broken-legged quarterback on the field, that the team was putting him in a position where he could not succeed. John Fetterman cannot do the job of United States Senator. They elected him anyway, and he won by four and a half points in Pennsylvania. And I'm going to play another cut here in a moment of Fetterman trying to introduce Joe Biden wearing a hoodie. But, Buck, when you hear that, I mean, that's a Senate hearing where he's trying to talk about I-95. What are your thoughts? My thought is, um, well, on on a more 30,000-foot level, it's let's say that, God forbid, something goes really wrong uh, in Ukraine with Russia, where there's clear escalation, or t- take Ukraine out of it. Um, cause as you might have seen, Blinken said recently yep. in his trip to China, Taiwan independence is not U.S. policy. And this is fascinating. People love to correct whatever they, the answer is no one really knows what U.S. policy is for Taiwan, especially the people making U.S. Taiwan policy. Okay. Oh, we've got, you know, strategic ambiguity. Sure. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Um, but beyond that, let's just say that there was a uh, you know Chinese flotilla on the way to Taiwan. John Fetterman, theoretically, if we actually went back to where the Senate you know decides if we're going to declare war, John Fetterman will be casting a vote in that one way or the other. Yep. Something that could be really important. Now I know you say, "Oh, but is that really going to happen?" Well, you don't know, and you should at least take Senate elections with the seriousness necessary that you could put someone forward who isn't a complete and utter catastrophe in terms of the ability to think through complex problems and wield the power that he is given as a United States senator. That's on the one level. So it's it's appalling that this is what the Democrats are willing to do in that state, but they did it. And then also, it brings me back to the Fetterman effect, which is my, my single biggest, okay, second biggest data point for why Joe Biden is going to be the nominee. Despite all the stuff that we are seeing, and we're talking through it, and and I always say it's it's just impossible to see where this is going necessarily with certainty. No one can predict the future. OK. The number one thing is that Joe Biden is the incumbent and the powers of the incumbency are massive. That's the number one thing. The number two thing is the Fetterman effect, Clay, which is put simply for everybody as a reminder. If this guy can get elected to the United States Senate, Joe Biden can get reelected as president because Democrats do not care. And their machinery is powerful enough. And they're ruthless enough that they're able to put forward somebody who honestly like needs assistance. Never mind. And look at Diane Feinstein. Diane, isn't she still a senator? They haven't. Yes. Diane Feinstein is still a senator. Diane Feinstein is being wheeled around as an invalid. She is incapable of of being. You know, she's she's now at that stage of life where you know we start off as infants, where we need adults to care for us. And sometimes if we last long enough, we end up in a place where we need other adults to care for us. That's where she is. And she's still a United States senator. And Democrats don't really care. They only care about, oh, how do we make sure we transition this properly when the time comes? What about every day? What about the people of California should deserve something better than what they're getting? Yeah, and, you know, that's interesting because there's now a battle because she's not going to run for reelection next year. But there are several different people who have announced for that Senate seat, and they don't want the governor 
they don't want Gavin Newsom to be appointing somebody else because it gives them incumbency advantage. So that 89-year-old Feinstein is still there. That first clip I played for you was Friday of John Fetterman unable to speak. On Saturday, they actually had him introduce Joe Biden at an event in Philadelphia. This is what it sounded like when John Fetterman, wearing a hoodie and shorts, introduced the President of the United States in Philadelphia. I'm standing next to the President again, next to a a collapsed bridge here. And he is here to commit to work with the the governor and the, the, the delegation to make sure that we get this fixed quick, fast as well, too. This is a president that is committed to infrastructure. Yeah, and then on top of that, uh, the, the jewel uh, kind of a uh, law of the inflation uh, bill that is going to make sure that there's going to be bridges all across like this, all across the America getting rebuilt. Okay. Buck, I mean, first of all, when he said he was standing next to a collapsed bridge, that felt like a perfect metaphor for Joe Biden's presidency. I was going to say. But this is real. This is sad. I mean, how in the world did we reach the point where a guy like this could be in a job like he's in? It is a failure of the Democrat process. If the Lincoln-Douglas debates was the apex, this is the nadir. Can can I tell you something, though, man? This reminds me of... uh... There, there are a couple Democrats that I used to talk to a little bit, people that I know from the, the Fetterman campaign era. We used to discuss this. Um, a lot of them view this as a victory, meaning they were able to run the beta test of how you can put forward. You got to get in those early votes. You got to have the media narrative yep. in place. You have to have the ruthless surrogates who will say absolutely anything. You know, who have no shame, who will shame anyone who points out the obvious. Remember, that happened with Fetterman. There was that reporter, what was she, ABC News or something? NBC like, News NBC. said he can't yeah. do an interview. And He's they like, can't do an interview. And everyone's like, how dare you? And, and then, you know, and I, the, the thing that really ticks me off is you'll get some of these Democrats, you know, these keyboard warriors who say, oh, making fun of somebody because they have a stutter. Like, what a jerk. He doesn't have a stutter. His brain doesn't function properly because he had a massive stroke. That's not better. And it's an insult to those of us who had speech impediments and are either still dealing with them or have overcome them to pretend that, oh, yeah, stutter, same thing as your brain gets fried by a stroke. I'm glad you brought that up because, and that's why I went to the sports analogy, if someone is unable to do the job and you put them on the field and it's clear that they can't do the job, Every single sports fan will say, get him off the field. What in the world are you doing? His arm is broken. His leg is broken. In fact, they will threaten to fire the team that puts an, uh, a player unable to do the job out on the field. Democrats just did that. It's not a flaw for us to be pointing out that this guy is unable to do the job. They force us to do that. That's the reality. It's a disgrace. He should step down immediately. But if you wonder how reckless they are, they elected Fetterman. They will, if they need to, elect Joe Biden again. Look, I've got investment advice, not the usual kind, the kind that comes in the form of food security. I'm talking about a supply of emergency food prepared to last 20 years or more. Having access to food if there's ever a shortage or a crisis, just smart planning. How about a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest preparedness company? When you order today, you'll save $200 on each kit you need. Having these kits means your family will stay fed while others stand in long lines. Food doesn't taste gross either. Provides you with 2,000 calories a day. Don't delay. Order your three-month emergency food kit today. Save $200 per kit. Easy to order. Go to preparewithclayandbuck.com. You'll get fast and free shipping, too. Do it today. You don't have to think about it again. You'll have the peace of mind knowing you've got a backup plan for your family. Website, preparewithclayandbuck.com. That's preparewithclayandbuck.com. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Voices of sanity in an insane world. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we roll through the Monday edition of the program. Buck, on Friday, I told you, we talked about uh, the uh, movie that was coming out. 
And we discussed the fact that the Super Mario Brothers animated movie made a billion dollars. That's a billion with a B. There are probably a lot of parents out there, a lot of dads uh, and moms as summer season starts and you're looking for fun things to do with your kids. Movies, theaters back open, basically back to normal. There's a lot of demand for kids movies. Uh, but I told you that the early returns on the new Pixar, that is Disney animated movie that is super woke, were the, the, the box office came out for Thursday and I said it was incredibly ominous. I'm reading from, this is in the New York Times this morning. Uh, the headline is poor opening for elemental raises doubts about Pixar on the big screen. Uh, and let me put this in context for you, Buck. Uh, new all time low. For a Disney Pixar animated movie, um, it uh, got only twenty nine and a half million dollars. Uh, that compares to uh, the past. Um, this thing cost two hundred million dollars to make, the lowest Disney Pixar animated movie opening of all time, and I think this is significant because Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, made the decision to go to war with Ron DeSantis. And we talked about the Axios data that reflected that Disney has become one of the five most polarizing brands in America. And I think there are a ton of people listening to us right now, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, that make the choice now to not consume Disney products because of the woke politics. And the worst Disney Pixar animated film, and this comes on the heels, Buck, of a disaster. Remember Lightyear, uh, which was supposed to be the origin story of Buzz Lightyear. Toy Story movies were wildly popular. Everybody pretty much with kids has seen these things. I think Disney has gone woke, and I think they are now dealing with their own Bud Light impact, where a lot of you out there listening are saying, I'll my money elsewhere in the success of a movie like Super Mario Brothers, animated movie that made a billion dollars just trying to entertain kids. Disney has gotten injected in the political woke virus, and they are right now floundering. Stock buck. Here's a good example for you. And I hate, I'm sure some of you out there, unfortunately, have done this. You know, if you bought Disney stock in 2014, nine years ago, it's the exact same price today as it was in 2014. That's pretty crazy to think about. Nine years, the company has the exact same value. You would have thought that if you were trying to pick a forever brand, you know, a, a stock yes. or just a brand that you could safely put your money in, um, you know, there, there are these companies that you used to think about things. You look at like uh, General Motors, you look at, uh, <laughs> look at IBM, you look at Disney. There have been a lot of them that have uh, run into problems over the years. But Disney would have been very high up on the list, I think, of this is just because of the um, the brand advantage that it has and the massive library of incredibly valuable content that it, that it already contains, yep. right? That it can effectively rent out in a variety of capacities, either for its own subscription service or for, you know, other entities to use. And, you know, this is Disney to me is a little bit like California. Let me let me just explain what I mean by this. It's a good analogy. Yeah, thank you. Because it's amazing, it's beautiful, people love it. And it takes time through bad decision-making to ruin it. But once you've gone far enough, people start to realize you got a real problem on your hands. And then turning it around becomes very, very difficult. Disney, the all the executives who are there right now, kind of like Gavin Newsom in California, inherited a place that has a yes. tremendous amount of advantages. That has a lot of things. That's why when Gavin Newsom's like, yeah, we, we made so much money in Silicon Valley. It's like, Gavin, you know, you, you weren't there with the Google engineers building the algo. Like, calm down, all right? You took over office, and you have the greatest wealth creation machinery in Silicon Valley, really in the history of the world, other than the oil industry, right? I mean, you look at what's, what's gone on with the Internet. You look at Disney. They have, you know, Sleeping Beauty and Lion King and Aladdin and, and you know, and, and the Disney, uh, play, what do you know, Disney World, Disneyland, all these things. And they're managing to turn it into a toxic brand that people don't want to be, uh, consumers of. And they've managed to do it in just a handful of years. And all the while, you know what they say? We're Disney. We'll be fine. People will d agree with us over time. Kind of like California.
I think it's a great analogy. And I would say, Buck, I saw this happen with ESPN. I saw it happen with sports. I saw what they did to the brand of ESPN. They have destroyed it in many ways. And they were super cocky, too. People are always going to like sports. And this would also tie in, Buck, with what's the last most successful part of the Disney brand right now? The theme parks. Because there's a lot of people like me and a lot of you out there listening who in the 1970s and the 1980s and the 1990s, you went to the theme park. And when you go to the theme park, now I know they're 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 now hiring men to work as Disney fairy princesses, which is crazy at Disneyland, all this stuff. But to a large extent, Pirates of the Caribbean, although this is funny, they have adjusted the Pirates of the Caribbean ride too, uh, and they did away with Splash Mountain because they decided the amusement park was racist. But when you're walking around, Peter Pan is still there. Snow White Ride is new, but it feels very similar. It's a Small World is still basically the same place. The parks have been the least wokeified version of woke Disney. And that's where their profit center still is. The legacy and nostalgia factor is most powerful there. And I would imagine, to your point, people are still watching, you know, Cinderella and Snow White and Peter Pan, old school movies and still enjoying them. But I remember a while back, Buck, Mike Slide used to be the commissioner of the SEC, Southeastern Conference. And as he neared the end of his tenure, I did an interview with him, and he said, you know what I see the SEC, this this college football conference, it is a public trust. If you're a fan of Alabama or if you're a fan of Florida or Tennessee or whatever it is, it's a legacy generational brand that you love. My job is to protect that trust and hand it to the next generation in a little bit better job and position than it was before. Bob Iger is destroying the legacy of Walt Disney. He is the CEO right now. And it I, I love the California analogy, Buck, because when you and I were kids growing up, California was a magical place that everybody wanted to go see. It was the land of stars. It was the land of sun. It was the land of American exceptionalism. Ronald Reagan personified that. And now what is it? It's a place that's decrepit, that's run down, and that many are fleeing. And that's unfortunate because it had so many jewels associated with it. They destroyed something beautiful. I think this is a common theme, actually, among uh, a lot of the the way the left functions and how they justify their destruction of things over time is they manage to, they're often not the ones who built the thing they're in charge of. It's almost like they're trust fund kids, you know, like Gavin Newsom yep. is a custodian of California in a sense right now as governor, but he inherited a place that, yeah, I know there were challenges. Oh, every state has challenges, but overall, and look, it's not all on Newsom. He's just done the same stupid things that other Democrats and even uh, a Republican in charge of the state in recent uh, in recent election cycles or over the course of different uh, administrations have done. But it takes a while for these icebergs to melt. And what, it, what you see happening right. is people like us say, hey, hey, the iceberg is melting. And they say, it's still really huge. Shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. That's exactly the mentality of a place like Disney. Yeah, we're the ones that created this. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're actually just somebody who showed up to work and, you know, kissed up to the right people and played the DEI game and all this stuff. And now you're running a great American company that was built by Walt Disney, a creative genius, and you're running it into the ground like spoiled brats who take over daddy's company and don't really know what the heck they're doing. And that's what the wokeness does everywhere. That That's really just the story of and- the woke. And it's also the story, unfortunately, of what may well happen to the country if we don't take it back, right? What's happening to Disney, what's happening to California, as you see the woke virus destroy everything that it infects, they're trying to do it to the country as a whole. The perfect example of this, and this is very near and dear to my heart, what Bill de Blasio did to New York City. What did Bill de Blasio keep saying over and over again? Well, the city's great, and people are moving here, and the the, the the crime numbers aren't really that bad, and actually we're safer than we've ever been. He had this whole rap, and it's like, yeah, but but you're ma- you know it's getting it's going the wrong direction because of what you're doing. You're making it worse. By the time it was unavoidable, 
that jackass was already basically on the way out and he had destroyed everything but at every step of the way it's oh things are actually great here things are great here no you inherited something that's great and you ruined it but it takes time the incrementalist approach to ruining these places takes time so i mean that's i just think you need to see that and you know it's kind of true of the country for some people too i think they'd say we have this amazing country you know, I, I think this is a very this is very much part of the Trump message. Honestly, this is very much part of the America first message. Yeah, we're number one. We're the biggest economy. We're the biggest military. We've got all these great things, but we're heading in the wrong direction. And I think that really resonates with people. Let's talk about the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, my friends. Uh, they do such important work. When a service member or first responder dies or is severely injured in the line of duty, who's there for the families affected? Who's helping our homeless veterans and our nation to never forget 9-11? The answer is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundation's in-the-line-of-duty programs are comprised of Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Veteran Homelessness programs, all of which are dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. The foundation's never-forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. There are over 80 run, runs, walks, and climbs each year. There are also dozens of golf outings and barbecues. Clay's going to be participating in a Tunnel to Towers golf event with the founder, Frank Siller, this fall just outside of New York City. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is educating kids in kindergarten through 12th grade to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 90 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T. Dot org. Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck. A new podcast. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. GovX donates a portion of every order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. Your orders make a meaningful impact. You can become a member in seconds. Signing up is fast and free. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. That's G-O-V-X.com. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX. That's GovX. Code CLAY. G-O-V-X-C-L-A-Y savings for those who serve grand canyon university a private christian university in beautiful phoenix arizona believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life liberty and the pursuit of happiness gcu believes in equal opportunity and the american dream starts with purpose gcu equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come by honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, 
GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Third hour of Clay and Buck kicks off right now. Buck in solo for the next hour. Clay just went to uh, check on his sons playing some Little League up there in uh, Oneonta, New York. So you're going to be rocking out with me for the next hour. 800-282-2882 on the phone lines. Um, It is uh, uh, the Juneteenth holiday, as you know. Over the weekend, there was a... In uh, Illinois, in Willowbrook, Illinois, there was a Juneteenth celebration at a strip mall parking lot. This is southwest of Chicago. Twenty-three people were shot. One person fatally at this Juneteenth celebration. Now, I, I sit here and I say to you, what? how is it possible? That you have an event, a an event that I, I think in this case this is an impromptu celebration of the Juneteenth holiday that occurred in this suburb of uh, of Chicago, and you have twenty three people who have gunshot wounds and and one of them was killed, and it's not the biggest story in the country right now. And you say, well, well, how do I know it's not the biggest story in the country? CNN has the submarine story on its front page. I'm looking at CNN.com right now, the submarine story on its front page. It has Spotify executive Bill Simmons calls Harry and Meghan grifters. And I'm, I'm looking everywhere for this. I don't see anywhere this story. Now... And there were more people who were shot over the weekend overall um, in the Chicago area. And the numbers are are always heartbreaking. But I would just ask you, how is it possible that there's 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 21 people who are shot? And this is in time for an urgent national discussion on what the what is going on here? What the heck is happening here? You have an unknown number, they say, of of assailants who opened uh, open fire into a crowd of people. So they just started shooting. This is a Juneteenth celebration. People are out there, you know, they're in a in a happy mood. They're they're they've got a holiday weekend and and a bunch of people just start shooting into this crowd. And it's you have to ask yourself, why is this not something that is a bigger deal? If there were a if there were an Independence Day celebration, if there were, you know, a Thanksgiving celebration somewhere and 21 people were shot. Everybody would say, oh, my God, honestly, any celebration of any kind, just the fact that 21 human beings have bullet wounds from one thing, one incident in America. And and CNN doesn't even have it as a as a news story today. It's not even on their on their uh, main website front page. I'm sure it's covered somewhere, you know, page C17 or on some small link somewhere. If you go into you know national stories, crime stories, you got to really look to find it. It's there. I'm not saying they don't cover it, but it's how they cover it. Why would you downplay as a news entity, as a news organization, the fact that you had a Juneteenth celebration? where people just opened fire on the crowd, just started shooting. I mean, it's 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 so horrible that it, it defies belief that anybody could do this. No arrests have been made yet. Media is not even talking about it. Now, I bring the, there's a, a lot of things that this brings to mind. Oh, I'm sorry, just so you know, um, the, the front page of the Washington Post right now, does anyone want to guess what's on the... Is, is this incident outside of Chicago with 21 shot at the Juneteenth party 
is this on the front page of the Washington Post? It is not. I'm talking about online now when I said the front page. FBI resisted opening probe into Trump's role in January 6th for more than a year. That's the Washington Post main story right now. Trump. Trying to make it seem like we're not being unfair to Trump. Trump, oh, it's all Trump's fault, right? Okay. And you have inside a conservative confab for young women where feminism is a lie. It's not so much a feminine. That, that, that's another story they have. It's not so much a feminism is a lie. It's just in its modern left-wing incarnation. It just brings about misery, and it's rooted in um, a lot of lies about what is likely to make people happy. That, that's a better way of saying it. They got Blinken in China. They got Boris Johnson's birthday. They got Navalny's. Nowhere today do I see the, in fact, the only mention of Juneteenth is in an, uh, uh, you know, Juneteenth, the only mention that Juneteenth gets is that it is, according to this opinion piece, a holiday for all Americans. It is our second Independence Day. That is what it said. There's nothing else about Juneteenth uh, uh, in, in the context here of there's a Juneteenth celebration. Twenty one people were shot. A person was killed. And they're not talking about it. I I ask you why? How is that not a massive news story? It's horrifying, right? And we don't know the severity. People were shot. I mean, you know, some people might have you know, lifelong wounds, disabilities. I mean, this is extremely. This is as serious as it gets for you know an incident of people gathering on the streets, and they're not talking about it. Now this brings me to. Democrats love to talk about how it is the uh, the NRA, which is a a honestly a fraction of what it even used to be in terms of an entity that's able. The NRA is in disarray. Ask anybody who knows what's going on over there and has been up on it in recent years. But they want to blame people like me and many of you who lawfully own an assault rifle or you know lawfully I own, a, I own a number of handguns lawfully own handguns they want to blame you for the gun violence epidemic and you say well but i'm law-abiding i don't do anything wrong and then when there's an incident where there's a a mass casualty mass shooting incident at a party and at a juneteenth celebration Media silence. Does does anyone want to want to want to make it a, a you know? I, I say you can't predict the future. That's not always true. You know, you can sometimes predict the future. Do any of you think there'll be discussion panels tonight over at CNN or MSNBC about the mass shooting outside of Chicago at a Juneteenth party? No, there will not be. There will not be because it does not fit the Democrat narrative of. What the real problem with guns uh, in this country and gun violence in this country is, which is, as you know, the real problem with guns are the people who are law-abiding with their guns and don't want to give them back to the government because Joe Biden says so. That's the problem. Somehow that is what causes the gun violence, the lawful gun owners of America. Um, crime, you know, in high-crime neighborhoods of, of cities, that's not that's not where the gun... I mean, statistically, that's where... Almost all of the gun violence is in population dense areas, in high crime areas of those cities. That's where all the, that's where all the violent crime is really occurring. But if they can't take AR-15s away from people who live in rural areas, we're never going to be safe. This is what they want you to believe. And here, do we have the Biden, Biden talked about the pistol brace issue. This came up over the weekend. Um, I've, I've got to find. Which uh, which clip this one is? But this is a perfect example. Do we not have it, guys? If we don't, we'll, we'll grab it. Biden talked about uh, the the pistol brace. As you know, the ATF came in and said something that had been previously described as a legal um, a legal addition to a firearm is now well, it's now going to be pending in the courts and everything else. But it, it, they effectively ATF declared it illegal. That will not save a single life. Not a single person will be saved by this uh, decision that the ATF made to have a pistol brace uh, declared something you must register now. You have must register uh, under the uh, National Firearms Act. And I have friends who have gone through this process now because they don't want to be convicted felons. 
because, you know, oh, I'm out at the range. I've had this pistol brace for 10 years, but now it's illegal, right? It's just about harassing their political opponents. Democrats have no interest in really dealing with crime, violent crime, gun crime, you name it. They don't want to do the most obvious things, which would involve enforcing the law. And that then brings me to this, uh, you know, the, the, that's so, so the Juneteenth thing, as I said, there's, there's a mass shooting at a Juneteenth party. National media is just pretending like effectively this, you know, if it, if they're covering it at all, they're covering it as a, a minor incident when it is anything but that. And we all know that 21 people were shot. A person lost, uh, his or, I'm not sure if it's male or female, his or her life in this, uh, incident. And then you go to New, you go to New York City. What's going on in New York City? Speaking of Democrats and crime, there is now an effort underway. It's hard to believe that these things are really going on, but they are. There's an effort underway in New York City from the city council. Now it has not passed yet. It has not gone through yet, but there is um, a city council effort. Uh, that is trying to ban the use of facial recognition technology to stop shoplifters. Um, they're, they're, you would think this should be the most obvious thing in the world. You have no expectation of prime. These are all stores. Anyone who's been in a convenience store, grocery store in America in the last, you know, 20 or 30 years, pretty much, you're on camera. So you're being recorded, and that's fine, and that's good for for safety. But as we know, the problem has become the Democrats won't even enforce the laws in these cities so people can be on camera and get caught stealing, and they don't care because they're not going to be punished. So now they're trying to up it and say, well, not only is this person stealing this time, based on the facial recognition data that we have, and they do this there they do this at airports all over the world now. I mean, this is becoming more and more the technology. Based on the facial recognition data we have, this guy's stolen from the store thirty times. You know, maybe the judge should know that as this person goes before uh to face the consequences for theft. Um but the you know, it's honestly honestly just increasingly clear that the Democrats don't want the enforcement of laws. They don't want the enforcement of these laws. And it, and I bring you back to why? Don't we want to stop? Do Can we all agree? And this is where you start to see the political separation. Can we all agree that we don't want systematic to the to the tune now of, you know, I think it's like uh, hundreds of, certainly hundreds of millions for individual businesses, major national chains. We're talking about billions of dollars of losses nationally now from Theft, constant, systematic, organized retail theft. Do we all want this to stop or not? The answer should be so easy. Of course, of course we do. But if Democrats say that to you, now they're lying. They don't want it to stop. They don't want it to be punished. They view this as a necessary redistribution of wealth. They view this as the response of those who society has left behind or who are oppressed or whatever. And that that is what is going on with this theft from department stores, theft from grocery stores. People, society has failed are doing this. It's our fault, you see. That is truly the mentality of the Democrats involved in all of this. They don't want to punish people because they think that it's your fault. If you, if someone's stealing from your store, your small business, it's your fault. You didn't do enough for that person because you're a part of society and it's really society's fault. Uh, this puts us on a pathway to I know some of you would say anarcho-tyranny, um, but this puts us on a pathway as a society to degradation and misery, and we have to understand where we are. We can no longer agree that Democrats and Republicans, that the left and the right, wants to stop crime. Democrats now believe that crime is the necessary, that crime at high levels, that destroy businesses, that drive investment, and, you know, residents from neighborhoods, that, that ruin businesses, that close down chains, that, that, think about this. If you live in a neighborhood where the, you know, the only way to get your prescriptions, especially let's say you're a senior citizen, you live in a neighborhood, the only way to get your prescriptions is the local pharmacy, you know, chain pharmacy. And because of all the theft, it closes down. 
first of all, now you know you're not in a particularly safe neighborhood, and also that's a real inconvenience that you have to deal with. And this is true of people of all colors, of all backgrounds, of all, you know, this is the frustration that the law-abiding, which is, you know, 99% of us nationwide, this is the frustration that we have. Democrats don't want to change it. They don't want. In fact, they want to stop you from being able to do something about this. You know, and then they're going to sue the car makers like they are in New York. Oh, the cars are too easy to steal. You know, it's uh, another approach. To this would be you really don't want to get caught stealing a car. That would be another approach. All right, look, men in this country have reduced levels of testosterone, a vital ingredient in your body's ability that allows you to have the energy you need to thrive. It's not enough to grab another caffeinated drink. Instead, we suggest Chalk Daily Supplements. The leading ingredient in their male vitality stack bundle has been proven to boost those T levels in just three months' time. You're going to start feeling better, more energized, and focused taking Chalk Supplements. All of Chalk's products are lab-tested twice, ensuring purity in these supplements. Get the energy you need from Chalk's Male Vitality Stack. Subscribe now at Chalk.com, that's C-H-O-Q.com, and save yourself 35% off any Chalk subscription for life when you use my name, Buck, in your purchase process. Chalk.com, use my name, Buck, for 35% off. The voices of sanity in an insane world. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams, offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, govx.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer.